0: Welcome to Homeowner AF. Today, I have a friend and colleague, Corey Brown, with me. And Corey, I'm going to let you uh, introduce yourself and tell us what you do and who you work with.
1: Well, thanks for having me. Uh, so, like Brianna said, my name is Corey Brown. I'm a sales representative with Royal Page Lakes of Muskoka Realty here in Muskoka, um, and I work with all types. I work with first-time home buyers. I work with sellers. I work with, you know, people looking for recreational property. So I kind of cover a little bit all over the map.
0: Mm -hmm. And I will say from um, watching Corey on uh, Instagram, he gets to do some really cool things and see some very cool properties being a Muskoka realtor. So I'm forever jealous of that, Um, (laughs) but not jealous on the weekends when you have to show open houses.
1: No, exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So seeing as we are on Homeowner AF and we're talking specifically about first time home buyers, uh, my first question to you, Corey, is if a first time home buyer comes to you, reaches out and says, I don't know where to start, where do you point in what direction do you point them?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we have a little chat first and foremost before I say, "Okay, well, you know, have you been pre-approved? Because that's the big that's the big thing that as realtors, we're looking for. Um, We want to know if you know exactly about your finances, because the last thing we want to do is start looking at homes and then find out that, oh, that's actually not in your price range, but you've already fallen in love with it. Um, So we kind of, and I say we collectively, but myself specifically, you know, I have a conversation about, you know, where are you feeling financially? Have you reached out to, you know, say a mortgage agent or anything along those lines there? To start that process and if they say no well then we that's a whole different conversation i said okay great well i've got this list of professionals here um and i think i've sent a couple of your away so um and then we kind of we go from there basically and so they kind of go off and do their thing and find out about their finances and then when that's all settled then they come on back and we can actually get started with the process of finding their home
0: Mm -hmm. And that's pretty standard um, with all the realtors that I work with, that um, if you've not spoken to a financial professional, they'll direct you to somebody they know and trust. And um, then you'll come back with the magic number. For now, I have my number. Now what? I have my pre-approval letter in hand. I've sent it to you via email. You know I'm good for it. So what do we do next?
1: Perfect. So if they are local, which... With Muskoka, it's sometimes tough. You know, you've got people coming up from the city who are wanting to, you know, relocate, or they're just looking for a cottage or something along those lines. But if for the first-time home buyer, I always, always, always try to meet them in person the very first time. We get to see each other face to face. We get to see, you know, this is who I am. This is who I am. Um, and then from there, we basically go through the wants and the needs of a property. So right now what is your wants of a property like what is your you know if you could shoot for the stars what could what would you like to have in this dream property of yours but what do you actually need right are you a are you a young family or a growing family that you know maybe a year from now a couple years from now you've got another one on the way you need more bedrooms right are you you know young professionals who they're just looking for something small but you know modern or something along those lines. So it kind of, it gauges where we go and where it helps me narrow down the search criteria to try to help find them the right properties. And I mean, of course, price is a huge factor in it, um, as is with everything. Um, So going from there, it's finding those wants and needs that fit in with their budget.
0: Mm-hmm. And actually, that was my next question was, how do we gauge expectations? But I, you covered that completely. I guess my next question then is, anecdotally, as you've seen interest rates rise and the ability to qualify for a mortgage then also become smaller, like there's a narrower window of who actually will qualify. Have you seen those wants and needs lists kind of shifting or changing or maybe getting smaller for the wants?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the wants are almost non-existent, unfortunately, nowadays. I mean, everyone would love to have, you know, be on the water or or have a pool of some sort or, um, you know, attached garage. But sometimes that's not feasible when it comes down to the nitty gritty of it. Um, the needs, I mean, are always very crucial. I mean, if you've got a family, you need more than one bedroom, right? Um, so, kind of sticking within those parameters. Yeah, unfortunately, the wants do have to go out the window. Sometimes, mm. sometimes we can make it work. And that's great. Everyone's happy then. Um, but it is setting your expectations and um, and readjusting as we go along.
0: And for fir- first time home buyers, for my side, I always try to explain to them that there's kind of like three variables. There's budget, which right now is pretty fixed. I mean, people don't really have wiggle room with their budget, there's location, and then there's features. And mm. You're going to have to budge on one of those at least, and if it's a really tough market, then you might only get one of them, uh, which is budget usually. So that kind of money is king right now, and yeah. what you have liquid will, um, will definitely show you what you're able to buy. So we've talked about first-time home buyers. We've talked about um, metering expectations. Now, Muskoka specific because I know that working with a local realtor is so important and especially Mm -hmm. somewhere where there's a ton of rural properties and a lot of first-time homebuyers find themselves a little bit out of town. So if I am somebody who is not familiar with a rural property, but I'm looking to jump into the market and I found the perfect property that might be unlike well and septic, what do I have to look for?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to, more rural properties than urban properties. A lot of people don't know a lot that goes on with an actual rural property, and you've touched on it. Rural um, wells and septics uh, are two of the major key components there that people are kind of like, yeah, I understand the general idea, but you know, I don't know how to maintain it. I don't know, you know, if do I need to get it pumped out or anything along those lines there. Um, so definitely the maintenance of a rural property is different um, compared to something in, say more in town where you might be on town hookup and everything like that. And then that's kind of uh, you know, there's no worries there at all. You just you flush away and you don't have to think about where it goes. Um with rural properties, again, like you're there's there's so many different things to consider. One of the biggest things that I've found with with my clients. Is understanding the the geography of where the house is actually located, and so one of the biggest things that we experience here in Muskoka is the seasonality of everything, <laughs> right? Where where you know Muskoka is is tourist capital of you know cottages and everything like that, um, but one of the big things that we have to factor in is like floodplains. Right. So, you know, you've had all of your snow and everything like that. And it's springtime. It's melting Well, that water has to go somewhere. And we want to make sure it's not coming onto your property. We want to make sure it's not coming into your home. So definitely working with someone who is local and understands the flood pl- plain zones um, and where those might be <laughs> is, is crucial. I mean, the last thing you want is to have your house turn into Noah's Ark.
0: So. And it could very well happen in Muskoka, which is actually something that I didn't know when I was looking for my home in Muskoka. We learned so much looking at rural properties and actually ended up in town because, um, yeah, we just weren't prepared to deal with all that jazz. But some folks can come in a little naive to what country living in Mm Tails, right? So, Corey, you keep hitting my questions before I get to them. I was going (laughs) to ask you why you would use a local realtor. So, what's and I think that this spans um, past Muskoka. I think that any kind of, and I mean, we're seeing the urban spread. We're seeing people leave city centers. So I think a lot of families are in this boat kind of investigating other communities other than where they grew up. So I think, yeah, I I just want to reiterate that using somebody local is really going to smooth out the process. And also I am a little shameless plug here by using a mortgage broker or a mortgage agent versus just a walking into a bank, then you also have access to products that can finance those um, kind of unusual or unconventional properties. And not unusual to you, Corey, but to the the vast (laughs) lending world, uh, they are a little bit more difficult to finance. So ensure you're working with somebody who does have access to those lenders and to those products who are going to be able to service you um, past what the bank uh, will give you. Um, so yeah, tell me a, a little bit. Do you do you have any stories that uh, you can share about um, expertise that you've imparted that were important that were Muskoka specific, other than the floodplains?
1: Yeah, I mean that that's again coming down to wells and septics. Again, it's a huge learning curve for people. Um, we I worked with uh, clients who you know they put in an offer on this house, uh, uh, it had gone through, we had closed and everything like that. It was the dead of winter. So we weren't able to inspect septic or anything along those lines. So spring comes around, you know, they closed in in March, and the snow is starting to melt and everything along those lines. Um, Spring comes around, and they go, Okay, so where exactly is our septic? And I said, Well, the thing is is that it's it was this was such an old property. It was uh, almost a century old home and had been used as just a seasonal cottage and but it was an estate sale. So when it comes to an estate sale, you sell it as is. where it is? So they the seller has no, you know, they're not on the hook for for anything along those lines there. So we couldn't go back to them and say, well, you know, do you have any of the records as to where the septic is? Well, I've tried my best, to reach out to, you know, the, the agent that was representing them at the time. And I said, I know we've closed and everything like that, but does your client have any of the information? No, no, they don't even know where the septic is. Great, great. Um, so again, when it comes to aging systems and especially not knowing where they are, that can be a huge headache. So what happened was we went into the crawl space and basically saw the output tube going and we kind of deducted that it was in a certain area. Um, They reached out to a professional who does septics and they started excavating. And they found out that their septic tank was so old that it had deteriorated. And all the septic matter was just pooling into the ground right by their front door.
0: You guys can't see this, but my jaw just dropped. That yeah, was not yeah. where I was expecting that to go.
1: Yeah. No, it no, not at all. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of things. Um I, I came like they called me up and they said, So here's the thing. And so I came out that day to look at it, and it was literally like it looked like just the rib cage of this old rusted metal barrel and like black tar yeah as is various vibes yeah yeah good times right good times oh um yeah so definitely when it comes down to it, it you're wanting to do as much due diligence as possible sometimes it's not as feasible as you would like because you know sometimes the sellers don't even know where it is because maybe they bought it you know two years ago and prior to that those owners didn't share some of the information like so it's sometimes you know information gets lost it's like a game of broken telephone right and so, the
0: benefits of a smoke um, and price are also kind of the drawbacks that you yep. you're just that is like a risk you're taking right for that yeah. kind of that kind of property another thing to keep in mind is road conditions um this oh. is something that i i mean i grew up in the north so i'm used to winter driving, but have encountered um, lots of friends and neighbors in Muskoka who had come from the south and were not prepared for the road conditions or maybe um, the kind of lifestyle shift in the winter if you're commuting to work or kind of what that looks like. Um, especially while well, you and I both have a background in teaching, like you still got to get to mm-hmm. school. So what are you doing? You sure do. Right. So um, yeah, those are all things that you need to keep in mind for um, as a first time home buyer or a move up buyer, anybody looking to kind con- of make a location change, you should be keeping those things in mind when you're transacting. Um, yeah. Road so-
1: conditions are, road con- sorry to interrupt. There, Go ahead, Corey. Road conditions are, are huge. Um, y- you want to make sure that, you know, are you on a municipal road? Are you on a private road? If you're on a private road, well, who's maintaining that private road? Who's doing snow removal for that private road? Are you on the hook for some of the payments of that, right? You're finding out this information beforehand so that, you know, you don't get slapped with this giant bill at the end of winter time. And you're like, uh, I thought they were just doing it out of the grace of their goodness there. So
0: Right. And on the flip side, um, those listeners who are in the GTA or, um, any city center, do the drive, Um, do the drive in rush hour, out of rush hour, because those kind of lifestyle, the same way I talk about being conservative with your financial budget. I mean, there's a time budget as well, especially for those of us who have families. So do the drive, make sure that traffic is not an issue. um, Weather is not going to be an issue on you for you to live your life and thrive in this new home. Right. Um, So Corey, that brings me to the end of kind of my spiel and my questions for you. Is there any other advice that, or maybe hope that you'd like to impart for first time home buyers, Canadian first time home buyers?
1: Well, I mean, I always hope for the best for you. Uh, I mean, the nice thing about working with a realtor, especially when you're a home buyer, is nine times out of 10, you don't have to pay for our services. The seller pays for our, our commission.
0: We love free. Um, right? Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Who doesn't? Not many things in life are free. So, I mean, reach out to your local realtor. Because we're just, you know, most of us are a wealth of knowledge of to the local markets. You know, we're looking, we're working in it day in and day out. We know exactly what's going on. Um, And we know, we know the area, right? So especially if you're new to an area, if you're new to a city, if you're new to a town, if you're new to rural, you know, you may not be, you know, the most familiar with it. Reach out to someone who's local, who knows the place, who can be your tour guide. That's one of the biggest things is you know exploring the area that you wanting to move to and we've touched about this like you do the drive right absolutely do the drive but don't do the drive just once do the drive in the morning do the drive at night time see what if there's any differences there right like see how dark it gets and if there's <laughs> yeah. if there's you know if there's street lights or anything like that if there isn't um kind of learning the curves of it all so um and then, yeah, like I said, like just reaching out to someone who's local, who knows the market, who knows the market in depth um, is crucial at this point, really. it's I mean, you want you want the best person in your corner fighting for you, Um uh, Mm-hmm. So especially as uh
0: sentiment shifts folks you want and conditional offers may be a thing that is gone <laughs> you want uh yeah. somebody who knows the market and who yeah can be in your corner and a friendly face and i'll just reiterate um all of these professionals that i'm chatting with and Corey, especially they're all happy to hear from you so give oh, them yeah. a call they're um Yeah. And reach out to Corey. I'm going to put his socials in my uh, show notes as well as his email if you want to get a hold of him. And Corey, is there anything that you'd like to promote or let the folks know about?
1: Yeah. So one thing, if you do go to my socials, especially on Instagram there, I do have a link tree right now that you can click on. And on that link tree is a free home buyers and home sellers guide that walks you through the whole process there from start to finish talks about a whole bunch of the terminology that sometimes you get thrown at uh, that can be really overwhelming. so it kind of breaks it down uh, in nice little chunks for you to to digest. So yeah um, reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. like I said, now is the time to uh, to be reaching out to someone local.
0: Absolutely. And thank you for that resource, Corey. I'm sure everybody will enjoy that. Super helpful. And thank you for joining me on Homeowner AF. I so appreciate it.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. It was fun.